Hello and welcome to Inside the Artist Studio. My name is Sean Davis-Newton, here representing, as per usual, the Cups and Cakes Network. This is the first episode from uh, what's going to end up being a fairly long series of interviews that I did at Sled Island 2022, which I just got back from this past week. Uh, One of the many amazing acts that I saw there was uh, Motherhood, of course, who I saw not once but actually twice, opening for uh, Built to Spill and then uh, later at a teeny tiny little cafe show at Cafe Clatch. Uh, which was actually their album release show. They released their brand new record, Winded, at Sled Island, which uh, is, of course, fantastic in keeping with uh, the rest of the repertoire of what I think is one of Canada's finest bands. I talked to uh, Bryden and Penny and Adam about uh, the making of that record, about how the pandemic kind of went for them, and and, uh, about how they kept some of their... Uh, impulses in check by recording this one straight to 16 track tape. Uh, of course, there is some foul languages in, in this episode, so uh, listener beware. And uh, and you can find other episodes of this podcast, as well as other audio, video, and written content over on the Cups and Cakes Network website. That's cupsandcakespod.com. One more time for everybody in the back, that's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Here's my interview with, of course, Canada's fucking greatest band and uh and at this point dear dear friends uh bryden adam and penny from motherhood i'm penny i'm bryden and i'm adam and yeah we're in motherhood yeah second i I, did you guys ever do this show with jeff before we did some show with jeff like at his place yeah that was probably this i think that probably marks you guys as the only people to have been on this three times all right hey yeah that was uh 2016 i think it was like our first cross-country tour yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah we had like little you little me with us Yeah, yeah the whole crew I know, yeah, Jeff is normally fairly intense about not booking the same people twice. And then I had sent him a list of people to book for SLED. And it was like, some he would be like, eh, no, uh, already been on the show. Motherhood? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, Exception to the rule. <laughs> so, Thank yeah, you. it's nice yeah. to have you guys Cups on again. Cakes have been rocking with us for a long time. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I finally, I, I'm at the point where... Uh, I start getting all of the like press emails and stuff to my own email now, too. And for the stuff for you guys, there were a few things where it was like, uh, Cups and Cakes Network says this. And it's like, no, oh, fuck, I think I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I do agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> Very um, insightful statement. <laughs> uh, this is, of course, a show called Inside the Artist Studio. Uh, we're going to run you guys through some rapid fire stuff, which I think is mostly different from last time we did this. All right. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, the brand new record, which is called Winded. And it's out today. Ooh. Can't believe it. Yeah, I, I know actually, I guess that should make it fairly obvious what they were doing this interview. Um, but I know I was at the show at the Palace last night and got an email about halfway through your guys' set that was like, Winded's been released now on Bandcamp. Yeah. It's like, ah, fucking someone in Fredericton put this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was out back home. Yeah. Perfect. Well, yeah, let's uh, we'll get started. Uh, is there a specialty dish that you cook or bake that people associate with you? <laughs> personally? Yeah. Like all of Toast. us personally? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think so, but we eat pho a lot. That's like our pre-game ritual. So we eat that, yeah. but That's, we don't really cook. 
The hot thing dogs? I make at home the most is mashed potatoes. That's kind of my specialty when okay. uh, when I'm making dinner with the GF. What what's like? What is your mashed potato method? I don't know if I can reveal that. <laughs> uh, Trade secret. No, uh, I'm just I can't. I can't. It's just you know, it's butter, a lot of salt and pepper, a tiny bit of milk, uh, garlic powder. No sour cream. Sometimes I'll do sour cream. Okay. Or sometimes I'll even throw a little bit of uh, Greek yogurt in there. Oh shit. Oh, okay. Whoa. But you know, there's different ways. It depends on the day. Yeah. But yeah. that's that's the basic, yeah, the starting point, I guess. Yeah. You got something, Adam? I got nothing, man. <laughs> I was gonna say pho for sure because I mean, when we're on the road, like we don't make that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We make it to the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll put a little soundboard you know, effect in there <laughs> thanks, after a little thanks. Seinfeld baseline. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> Uh, do you prefer tea or coffee? I feel like this is fairly self-evident. Oh, coffee. Coffee. We're all drinking coffee yeah, yeah. as we speak. Yeah. How do you feel about gas station coffee? I've had a lot of conversations with people in the past couple of days about. Overall, yeah. I mean, it's it's a real service to have anything. <laughs> Keep you going. Road. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I mean, there's been some stuff that's like, you know, some weak tea. We had the worst gas <laughs> yeah. station coffees somewhere in BC, some like little town in BC. Yeah, yeah. And it was like that skiing, like little skiing town. And oh, was, and it was so expensive too. It yeah, was like it was outside water. of like Fermi yeah. or something, and it was like seven dollars for coffee, and it tasted like mud. Unforgettable. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, this was a long time ago too. That was probably also two thousand. We've been scared and yeah. <laughs> never forgotten about <laughs> it. Yeah, I know too, because you guys have been like very uh out and about the past week or so even in advance of this yeah uh you surviving okay sleeping caffeine wise oh yeah yeah we're uh had a good sleep last night finally in bunk beds, in bunk beds. <laughs> <laughs> brian and i in bunk beds adam is was sprawled out and he I might got have gotten bit by a spider or something yeah i woke up with this like disgusting welt that was before, like we'll show you outfit. after show. I, think you, I think you got bit on the plane <laughs> yeah maybe i got bit on the plane <laughs> yeah anyway we're sleeping great yeah. Yeah, <laughs> except yeah. for fine. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Is there a social media account that you like to follow that brings you some joy when you scroll past it? Uh, there's a guy named Barry who has a podcast called Sandwiches of History. <laughs> I've been all, I've been all about that lately. He just goes through old old timey books and makes these like horrible sandwiches and then reviews them and then says, you know, like oh, I'm going to plus this one up a bit and then he just adds like the most delicious ingredients ever. So it's always a success. Like by the end, he's like. Yeah, the sandwich is now, like, edible. But, uh, yeah, some of them are pretty nasty. And, like, some of them have, like, two ingredients and are just, like, horribly dry. But yeah. it's just, like, I don't know. Instagrams can, can be a, kind of a dump sometimes. And this guy is just a real <laughs> shining light. Are, do any of you guys know Joe Para at all, a comedian? Yeah, from Adult Swim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he started showing up on a bunch of YouTube videos of just, like, 18th century American cooking um for no reason like he's really just this like kind it's of, not a joke it's, it's just, not yeah. really a bit he, he just seems like he's kind of excited about learning how to cook quail <laughs> he's a guy who talks like he has a very like kind of monotone yeah voice. Like, like he's so so just like yep and uh oh yeah okay yeah <laughs> great like just really 
pleasant, mild-mannered guy. <laughs> yeah. The latest account that's been bringing me joy is, uh, it's called like Improve Hoops, I think. And it's just little tips to be better at basketball, which yeah, is yeah. something I need in my life. <laughs> Do you play a lot of basketball? I have been over the past couple of years. I live across from a basketball court now and I needed okay. to start exercising. So I started doing that, but I'm not good. So I need to watch a lot of stuff on the internet. <laughs> um, I think the one that I like the most is uh, Espo. He's an artist in Brooklyn, um, Steve Power. And he just makes like hand painted signs that are just really beautiful and thoughtful and weird. I don't know. It's kind of like graffiti, but better. Anyway, it's just nice. Yeah, yeah. If you could put together a, a actually, let's go. Let's go this way. Um, if you could put yourself on a bill and then choose any band to either open for you or to headline that show, uh, what kind of band would you want to put yourself on a bill on? With one other <laughs> band. One other band. Okay. Yeah. Oh what. <laughs> Well, I mean, Deerhoof. <laughs> yeah, I tried to think of something less obvious, but that is the band that I would want to play with the most. I need a second. Do you have one? <laughs> no, I mean, I would I would agree. I, I Opening for them would be, like, I think just... The best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we'd be a really good fit. Like, we're we're similar in some ways, but we're, you know different enough that i think i think there would be like some fan crossover i guess right yeah yeah, yeah which is i think that's kind of what you want in a show yeah yeah so yeah i'd have to go with your hoof uh i guess right now my hip answer would be playing with black midi would be cool okay yeah yeah mm-hmm. they're really sick live mm-hmm. and they're a sick band mm-hmm. out, out of curiosity like coming up as a band in fredericton is it common for there to be bills that are really like scattershot like completely yes. all over the place yeah that's all we yeah have. there are only so many bands in yeah, yeah. um how do you guys feel about those kinds of shows like it can be done like <laughs> but you have to be careful about it like we always used to joke that fredericton has like one band for every genre <laughs> right so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's still true yeah so like we you know, one of the other bands from Fredericton is the Hypochondriacs that we end up playing with quite a bit, but they're like a rockabilly band, right? Right, yeah. So yeah. like country like doo wop. Yeah. So it kinda of fits in in some ways, but it's probably not what people would like set up for a bill. Right. I don't know. I think it's okay though, like you can get tired of the same thing. I mean that's part of why we make our sets the way that we do so that there's enough variety to keep attention but if every band's playing the same kind of music it's like all right i don't want to listen to indie rock anymore right give me something more or whatever give me something different yeah yeah out of curiosity too because i know you guys played last night at the palace and then are tonight at cafe clutch i don't quite know how Kathy? to say Kathy? Kathy? Kathy clutch. K-A-F-F-E-E, it doesn't right? feel like a word i should be saying <laughs> and i don't clutch. know why but it feels bad clutch. i just clutch feel like i'm saying it wrong german word i think yeah i think it's, I think it's Kathy yeah, clutch there's yeah there's a lot of like very german <laughs> yeah, yeah that. that's a little awful bit of asmr <laughs> 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 um, I, I, like 
how, how are you all then thinking about prepping for two sets two days back to back in terms of trying to do a certain thing within that set and provide some kind of variety well the answer in this case is kind of simple because the instrumentation will be different we just like given the amount of space that's at kathy clatch kathy clatch <laughs> Uh, we decided to not do keys. Gotcha. Okay. So we have to reorient ourselves um, already for that reason. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like our bass only set has like how many songs on it? Like maybe 11, 12 songs. Yeah. I think it's it's similar in some ways, but just like the delivery is different because we'll do like bass versions of songs that right. would normally be played on synths. Um, so the, yeah, the delivery is different, but also like, you know, the palace theater is like a 1400 cap room and Kathy clutches yeah. 60. So like just by virtue of the vibe of the room, it's going to work. We'll deliver the songs quite differently. I yeah. Think. Yeah. For sure. Le- whether or not that's intentional, but yeah, you know, when you're playing an all ages DIY show, it's like you, you play things different, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you prefer sports, board games or video games? None. None. <laughs> <laughs> I guess sports, yeah, but only by default. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, specifically basketball or I don't know. Like I love playing Smash Bros, but I'm not a video game guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like I got the Switch on me, but <laughs> <laughs> I like video games. I fuck with video games. I don't really, uh, I don't really play. I don't really do sports at all. No, I, I, I like them. I like video games just for the purpose of like, you know, unwinding. Like I'm not somebody who's trying to spend like or like keep up on on like, you know, cutting edge video game stuff. Like, you know, what's what's being released like tomorrow? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't really care for that. I'm like, I generally like to be like kind of two, three, four years behind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't have like a VR room. In yeah, your house. it's just like a passive interest. Yeah, I Not don't like have that. a VR room. No. <laughs> I really like going fast, so like I like being sporty. Like yeah, I yeah. like running and biking <laughs> and swimming and like just looking like I can go really fast. But that's besides listening to Bryden talk about basketball all the time. That's the only sports that we oh, really care about. Have you all taken the scooters around? <laughs> Well, no. no. Okay. We have a horror story, because <laughs> we were just okay. Penny works for a festival called Flourish in Fredericton, okay, which just finished, and one of the bands that was there took scooters out, and one of their members broke their leg the like, day before the their day set, before their and set. it was their drummer. How did yeah. I not hear about that? <laughs> it was horrible. Sw- swimming, right? swimming, yeah, from Newfoundland. So they had to oh like, my God. and he was like yeah. really messed up like they flew him home for surgery and then they played their set as a two-piece so we were like laughing about it last night like oh we should get on some scooters and then we're like no 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 (laughs) (laughs) not until after all of our sets are done (laughs) yeah that's been um we've got them in edmonton and the number of times that i've walked past them and thought to myself probably fun but i'll look like just an asshole for whatever reason (laughs) yep and then all of a sudden you're in another town it's like well, I'm okay with looking like an I wrote them around in Germany and I was like, I don't know anyone here and this is super fun. It's great. But like I could I could lose life that way, I think. Yeah. Have a couple maybe. drinks. Yeah. Uh, what do we got here? Do you have a hobby or a pastime um, that people would think is unexpected of you or uh, unusual for uh, I don't know why I'm trailing on with this one. Oh, is there something hobby? you do that you spend time doing that uh, 
that you surprised uh, yourself with? In the pandemic, I learned how to do rug hooking. Okay. Um, so I've been making rugs all the last couple of years, and I made a big one for Flourish that was um, 17 feet long. And now I never want to see another rug in my life, but that was a weird hobby for a bit. Yeah, and the rug looked really cool. The rug was sick. I, I know I, I was dating a girl who was in fine art, and for her grad project had decided to make a quilted bearskin rug. Sick. Which was <laughs> fucking awesome. Love that. But yeah, it was like six months of quilting and trying to make teeth out of fabric. And mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, yeah, the type of thing where it's like, yeah, she hasn't done that since then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely got my fill. It Some was like several hundred hours worth of work on this one rug, and I was just like, yeah, that was great. Glad I did it. Never yep. want to see it again. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Either of you fellows? I really have nothing that I, I think it would be surprising at all. Like, I mean, just between Talk about work your snowblower. And... <laughs> I feel like your snowblower is a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fixing that, uh, fixing that thing. No, I, I mean... No, I don't think I really have a hobby outside of just like, you know, playing, playing yeah, music, yeah. like, which is kind of concerning, <laughs> I guess, because <laughs> what if I ever lose my ability to, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like I would, could really get into something like woodworking, yeah, but I yeah. just have to like clear some space and, you know, get, acquire some equipment and stuff, but I could see myself doing, doing that um, in the coming years, but yeah. So uh, ask again in, in a couple of years? Yeah. When, when, we're get back when, we're when we're the first band to uh, appear a fourth time <laughs> on the Cups and Cakes. Yeah, we'll start exchanging gifts. Yeah. I'll bring you guys a tiny bearskin rug. <laughs> um, <laughs> get a small wooden, like a duck, like a decoy yeah. duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be great. Uh, I kind of said mine already, but I've been yeah. playing a lot of Smash Bros lately. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I was living with my brother for a while. <laughs> over like the pandemic and we had like smash bros on the gamecube right yeah and we were playing like a lot and it got pretty intense didn't you have like a long-standing like score yeah we played like over 300 like sets of three matches against each other (laughs) in that year and uh i obviously came up victorious but then now we don't live together and we have like a third yeah, brother. Yeah. So we're doing like the switch thing and trying to get it remote. Gotcha. So, yeah. Are you, are you fairly competitive? Me? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <There's> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'd be on here talking about how I beat my brother at Smash Bros? <laughs> I wasn't competitive. Yeah. Just want to let you guys know. Yeah. I did win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a winner. He's a loser. Let him know. Hit him up on Instagram. Burn on cam. <laughs> Uh, second last one here. Uh, this is, of course, the Sled Island edition of uh, of the show. Uh, who are you guys excited to see? Literally the two bands that we were the most excited to see are playing at the same time as us. Or three, I guess. So I really wanted to see La Luz last night. Didn't make it. I was selling merch at our own show, which is where I should have been. Uh, fitness, we play at the same time as them tonight, which yeah. is a real bummer. And fitness Dead Fibers awesome. is playing on Saturday when we are doing our radio session. So... I know, yeah, fitness is like a real challenge for me. Just like they're great and I love them very, very much. I can see them anytime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you are blessed. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that show we played with you was where we saw them first. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, had they put their, I don't think they had put their record out yet. They had or one out well. at that point, but I don't know. I think they've put stuff out since then. I think yeah, they've they put yeah. one out another since one then. since then for yeah, sure. Yeah, because they did one during the pandemic that was 
Yeah. Really, really, really great. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Do you, do you get any choice in the scheduling of things? Or is it pretty much just like... Uh, we did have a little bit of choice this year, which was really nice. Like Sean offered us a few different shows that we could gotcha. um, choose from, which was really nice. I mean, I think I was also like giving him pretty big puppy dog eyes because we were putting our album out at Sleds. So we were like, please, it would be great if it could be extra special for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, and it, it has been, yes. So far, very special. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was really neat to see you guys playing in like like a big fucking room yeah it was super it, fun yes it was uh yeah it was quite cool just because again i think last time it was the broken city patio which was very fun but like it's a small space different vibe and yeah. then yeah in edmonton at the sewing machine factory church yeah. basement style yeah, right, kind of right. room so that room was cool too yeah it's that's one that kind of fell a uh, victim to the pandemic oh, no. where like there's been a couple shows since then there, but nobody knows who runs it oh, no. or how to book <laughs> yeah. things there. Just every once in a while, something will crop up. It's yeah. like, Oh, okay. I guess they're doing stuff again. RIP live. Yeah. Venues. I was talking yeah. to someone from Edmonton about this and they, I, they seem to imply that like it is being reconstituted back to its original form, but it hasn't quite got there yet. Uh, okay. Well, uh, very last question. It's a bit of a weird one. I've decided uh, to start basically asking bands to pitch a question to the next band to answer. Uh, so far, I'm not going to lie, it's been a pretty mixed bag. We've, talk <laughs> <laughs> um, we've talked about uh, sparkling water versus non-sparkling. Uh, I talked to Too Amy... Easy. I talked to Amy Nelson first, and uh, her question was just, what about trains? Oh, so, so you love guys, trains. You we love, love trains. trains. Okay. <laughs> the one for you guys is really convoluted. So here we go. Oh, so this is a question from <laughs> This This is a last... question from Winona. I don't know why I checked my wrist like I had it on. <laughs> Winona Forever. Yeah, that was the name of the band. It's cool okay. that you keep all your notes written on your arm like that. <laughs> you should see his arm, dear listener. Yeah. It is wild. Tattooed, <laughs> They're too. All it's permanent. not market. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, question from Winona Forever is, okay, if you can make a super group out of musicians from bands that you like and then get them to cover the music of a different band. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's a couple layers. Yeah, right. we, can, we can work on this one as a team. So. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah, let's make one with all of us. Mm -hmm. So I think... We're putting Greg on the drums, right? Greg's on the drums for sure. Greg from Deerhoof on the drums. Obviously. Yeah. He can do it all. Every other drummer except for him and Adam can suck it. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's not an official Words. band. <laughs> no, that's what we all believe. <laughs> um, mm, uh, oh, David Bowie's bass player. I forget what her name was, Whoa. but she's a badass. She's very good. Well, maybe we should pick the band that they're going to cover first. And yeah. then work backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's yeah. a good idea. I like that. I like that approach. I think that makes sense. So who covering Who do we want to who do we think Sabbath? Could benefit from from a complete cover. From some cover. <laughs> <laughs> who needs to be covered? Yeah. <laughs> Who's good but uh, <laughs> um this is I do hold that opinion about Leonard Cohen. 
the best oh, yeah? versions of Leonard Cohen songs are done by anyone Other else than, than Leonard wow. Cohen. I wouldn't yeah. say that about the first three albums, but yeah. once you get into the Spicy. 80s, I'd probably yeah. agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was making some pretty weird choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bless him. Bless him. Love Leonard Cohen. But yeah, some very strange key sounds and... Uh, what what should we make a black midi cover band? Just what? because that's chaotic as hell. Older, yeah. Older, more classic. I was yeah. thinking more like the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that band. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hate the Beatles. Uh, this is an insane question. Yeah, it worried me when it came up, but I'm committed <laughs> to. Yeah, we're gonna get through. it done though. All right, all right, hmm. all right. What uh, what sixties era band can we choose that isn't the Beach Boys or the Beatles? Are there other sixties bands? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not aware of. Uh, are, are y'all big into sixties stuff? Is that like a big vibe? Uh, like late late sixties, early seventies yeah. would be more. Yeah, yeah, which is I'm sure what a lot of that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Nobody's like 1963 was the best year for music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Dylan was still solo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about? Uh, I know that uh, Greg's a big Rolling Stones fan, so maybe we could uh, we could put together a Rolling Stones cover band. There's, there's too many. Yeah. And I don't know. You guys aren't really Stones fans. Let's yeah. do a Beefheart um, Beefheart cover band. Yeah, yeah there we go. Okay, okay. Greg on the drums. I'm going to rescind my bass player now. Wow. We'll put a new bass player in there. Let's put Karen O on vocals. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Karen O on vocals, Greg on drums. Okay, we're we moving need someone now. on clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone will do. I don't know any clarinet players. Uh, Who would be the guitarist? Uh, I feel like... Morgan from Pink Blob would be a great. We just played with a band called Pink Blob in <laughs> okay. Toronto, yeah. and um, it's two former members of Weaves, and they were wild. Yeah, that's very great. good guitar tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary guitar tone, which is the best kind. Okay, we still need a we need a bass player. What else is in Beefheart's band? Saxophone. Saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> who's the, who's the it's the guy that played sax on that Timber Timber record. The Canadian oh. guy. Oh. Oh, we should get Lindsay. Oh, from Lindsay Fet-Nat. from Fetnet can play sax. He yeah. can play Hell sax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Great. Is that good enough? Who do we still need? We need a bass player. Who's a really good Honestly, bass player? you could just put Fetnet as that. Fetnet could be <laughs> the Fetnet Beefheart covering Beefheart. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very that would much. Be a Pierre Luke on bass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Pierre Luke. Yeah. That would be great. And then, uh, and then the flip side of that, what do you guys want to ask the next band that is on? Can we do a question that has a right answer? <laughs> <laughs> or like a question that has no answer, like yeah. what rhymes with orange? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like just trivia, basically. My question is, what is the perfect amount of people in a band, band members? Okay. And the answer a, is three, obviously. The answer is three, duh. Duh. We'll do that. Great. Cool. Just make sure you ask it to the biggest band you can find. Yeah, yeah. Seven (laughs) people or like nine people. Incorrect. And I I will make sure, yeah, to correct them if they're wrong. Yeah, tell them Uh, that there's an answer. Cool. Well, yeah, let's let's kind of move on into the second half of things then. Uh, Y'all have a brand new record out today. Yeah. 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 It's out. 
when did when did the process of putting this thing together actually kind of start in earnest? Because Dear Bongo was 2019 that came out, right? Yeah. yeah. So we started writing like right before the pandemic, and then okay. Once it got to a point where we could like be in a bubble together and practice, we kind of started writing in earnest because we didn't we knew that we were not going to have other stuff to do. Which was like 2020? That is when the pandemic started, yeah. yes. Yeah, we basically like, it was like a few weeks after the pandemic and you were allowed to sort of like leave your house again in New right. Brunswick. And so we we all would get together in the cap, which was shut down because pandemic. Um, so it was like emptied out, which was bad timing for the cap. That's like our Fredericton's like only longstanding full-time music venue. Gotcha. They had just like, basically remodeled and relaunched as a brewery and a record store in the daytime and then a venue at night gotcha and they launched on like march 13th so it was like the worst possible time to oh, do it man yeah. um so then they were immediately shut down so we were able to like rent the space um from them give them a little bit of cash give ourselves a place to be yeah and that's when we started yeah we were writing like a couple times a week how how much was the, their kind of an like the ever-present influence of the pandemic over like the actual songs on the record and how much was that a thing that you just like tried to ignore I guess, yeah on the flip side of that we were trying to not keep that in mind the one the one that kind of seems like a pandemic song is shuttered down yeah mm. but the, i wrote those lyrics like way before like yeah yeah years before yeah <laughs> So, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, obviously, it was a huge deal for everybody. Yeah. But we're never very, like, trying to talk about the news of the day or whatever, you know? That's not really what... Yeah, there yeah. are no timely references on... No, uh, but I think, I don't know, some of the feedback from this new album is that it's like less silly or like a little bit more like for sure yeah you know uh like, like the whatever it's different yeah, yeah. It, the tone is different and i that wasn't intentional but looking back now i'm like well obviously it was less silly like we we're all less silly yeah the yeah. world was falling <laughs> apart it wasn't a silly time you know not that 2018 and 2019 were particularly were silly, silly either silly <laughs> <times>. <laughs> a lot sillier than 2020 was yeah, that yeah. was not a silly time i feel like there's something about music or like any art in general where people kind of attach uh, a certain like feeling of being prescient to stuff that comes out regardless of whether or not the content actually has anything to do with those events just because yeah you can kind of attach that emotion to it because it's something you went through right and yeah like we kind of knew that people were gonna do that anyway so right yeah, yeah. that was also kind of another reason to not it's like you don't really need to do it if people are already going to take it that way, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, to some extent, it's like, yeah, you, you can sing almost about probably anything and somebody will be like, oh, yeah, it's definitely a pandemic thing for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, that's the beautiful that, yeah. thing about songs is people can interpret them however they want, really. Yeah, yeah. just art in general. Like, yeah. it, it never needs to be so obvious that people can't assign their own meaning to it. I think yeah, that's yeah. like sort of the point of making something meaningful is that it can be meaningful to many people for many different reasons. Writing things that are topical or of the current time is like important 
work like political songwriting and stuff it's important but it's yeah it's not what we it's not what we're doing i think um part of what's interesting about this record compared with the yeah, at dear bongo is that it, it feels like it is conceptual in some way still but it's a little harder to kind of nail down exactly what that is other than to understand that everything kind of has an aesthetic and there's these metaphors that are kind of aiming at similar things um how do you all think about like what this record kind of represents to you um conceptually it's kind of the way we've been doing it where like well, I don't know. This one, like, it didn't, there was no story to it or anything. Sometimes we do that. Um, but it was more just, like, the themes were the same. Right, yeah. And, like, you know, like, we're still doing the bringing back a musical theme in a different song, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, all the songs were just kind of about, you know persevering or you know traveling the whole straight line thing yeah um yeah they're all kind of concept albums right but for sure yeah that just is helpful when we're writing to be like all right this we're gonna do this group of songs and now i kind of forget what the question was i went on too long <laughs> it is still yeah it's still conceptual in a lot of different ways but the the narrative is more like diluted where you can still sort right. of piece together a little story if you want and i think that some of the press around the album has like pieced together a narrative and that's great right but i think you know i mean since the last time you interviewed us and since the last time we've been on tour you know a lot has changed in our lives and you know you know, as you like grow up and you grow up with a band, like the yeah. purpose of the band starts to change. And uh, yeah, like what Bryden was focused on a lot was like, you know, the straight and narrow and like continuing to just be good or try to be good or continuing to try to be something, yeah. even if it seems like there's no reason to do it, which is like a really <laughs> meaningful metaphor for playing in an indie rock band. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had like just quit drinking before we started writing this record. Gotcha. Or like six months before or something like that. So a lot of stuff that I was thinking about was like, how do I spend my time now? Yeah, and yeah. And then I landed on this thing where like, there's only like five things I should ever be doing in a day. Yeah, that are like important to do and that kind of set off the whole like I heard this MF Doom interview where he was talking about uh, straight lines in Islam and stuff in the Quran and yeah yeah it really kind of like resonated with me that like yeah. sometimes life actually is pretty simple or like what you're doing can be simple obviously things can happen that are unexpected but right yeah, if yeah. you're just like you know where you're trying to go and you just try to go straight there then that's kind of what the record's about i guess this is a bit tangential but do you think about scheduling a day in that way or like think about like yeah there are these things that i'm going to do every day and i'm going to make sure i do them all the time i think um, about it for, a lot. for all of you honestly <laughs> yeah that yeah that's something that the pandemic has allowed me to do it was like you know uh, doing a lot of self-work and like processing a lot of difficult things and surviving a lot of difficult things, but um, creating space and time to do that intentional work day over day, week over week, making those changes, 
you know, even things as simple as just like exercising every day and finding right. joy in that, like building a body that is strong and that I feel powerful in is great, you know, but even the smaller things of just like spending time with people that care about me and that I care about right. putting energy into things that matter. You know, I think there's like, Bryden used a lot of metaphors about like wind and storms and like things sort of trying to knock you off of the little tightrope, but you just keep walking on it. Don't know exactly where it's going, but that's where you're headed. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, do you schedule yourself pretty intensely or is there stuff that you like make sure you do every day? Well, I'm, I'm, I work like a 40 hour work week and I'm like responsible for, for a sure. team at this yeah. like biotech company so you go to work most days yeah um, so just like i don't know like i guess just throughout the last couple of years just really recognizing that like you know like if, if if you interact with just the people that you interact with on a daily basis you influence their lives a lot right and just like the role that we play in each other's lives like i just i think like just being mindful of that was like a something that i started doing a lot more Right. Yeah. And yeah. like just spending a lot more time at home um, has been like, I think, good for all of us. Yeah. Like on your list of things that you should be doing would just be like chilling with Anna, taking care of the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like doing a lot of I, like the I list guess, is simple, right? Like, yeah. 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 <clears throat> it's just like so being hard. a person, just being a person who, who I guess I'm not very like, I'm not a very goal oriented person, but I, I really like to, I really like to get myself in a, in a, position where i can like live in the moment yeah yeah and kind of like back away from all the just noise yeah the yeah. noise that the world is like creating and uh like i got i got married over the pandemic congratulations which was awesome these yeah, two like awesome. played at, it, played was at awesome. the wedding. <laughs> it was really awesome and it was like it was just a really crazy day like um, there was like a, a fierce like lightning storm. We ended up doing the whole thing outside and there was yeah, like yeah. a lightning storm that just like calmed like right before. Yeah. Bordering on like, like tornado level winds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like torrential downpour when I was driving out to the yeah, spot. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, just like, I don't know. I feel like over the pandemic, like a lot of things happened that I was just like, I'm just, I'm so fortunate um, to be surrounded by such great people and just like, I don't want to take that um, for granted. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I guess just being, being mindful, that's like, that's really my top priority throughout the day. Um, but scheduling, like aside from, aside from work, I'm just like, what are we doing now? Like, yeah, your schedule's kind of made for you in a sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm curious with, uh, like, like going on that theme of kind of just like trying to be mindful, um, when you are putting a new record out, like what are what are you thinking about in terms of like, um, like goals or in terms of what the band means to you and where you want it to go and like, um, yeah, like like I think I guess I've been struggling with stuff thinking about, um, you know, like career wise how music is supposed to look in this country. Um, yeah, I'm just curious, I guess, how you imagine this band within that kind of framework. I think that we've we've spent a lot of time thinking and talking about that over the years about like what does success actually look like individually and as a group and like you know setting realistic goals but ultimately I think success for us 
is about making music that we're really proud of and working right. with people that we respect and that respect us. And beyond that, like, you know, everything is kind of gravy after that. Yeah, but yeah. I think like when I'm thinking about my life as a musician and, and setting up a life that would be deemed successful to myself, it's like having a home that I am happy in, having people around me that I'm happy to be around and being able to make music in a space that is like one that I can afford and live a simple and good life. Yeah, so yeah. if I can do that through music, then like I'm winning. Yeah. we like, as Adam mentioned, we've, we all have jobs. Yeah, still. yeah. So like, I think my personal goal is to just not have to have a day job anymore. And that would yeah, feel yeah. great. Yeah. If we can steadily like increase the degrees of freedom that we have in our lives to just like do always be able to do what you, what you want and what feels like fulfilling. Yeah. Like as long, if that is, if that slice is always like growing for us, mm-hmm. I think, I think that, but uh, yeah, definitely what Penny said, like just making art that we're like proud of and that each successive time that we are, are, are making, you know, a new body of work that it's just like, we feel like it's better than the last thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, or at least more like more true to like what we were intending to make. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's kind of, um, was one of the interesting things about the pandemic is that it gave everybody this degree of freedom, um, which I think particularly for people in the arts came along with this like bizarre pressure to like, um, make the most of the time that you've yeah, been given. It's yeah. like, especially here with by the government. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so far, yeah. And again, doing this show for a couple of years in that kind of state of time, there's been like literally one person I've talked to who was like, oh yeah, I took that money and worked eight hours a day. I hired a bunch of musicians to come. And it was like, really? Oh, yeah. fuck did you yeah. do that? <laughs> Good um, job. Even, I, I will say with, with you all, um, it is impressive to me that pretty much as soon as you could after kind of the initial pandemic freakout stage that you like, yeah, started working on this again. Yeah, well, we, we just we know what was going to happen. And yeah. we needed a purpose and like a place to be so like yeah, yeah. you know shit was weird and life was in my life like things were bad but being able to like leave that situation and go and make music with my friends was like the best thing yeah so yeah. like you know it, it was sort of a survival mechanism in some cases but it i the people that did that that were like yeah i just took being a musician full-time and like all i did was put all my energy into that it's like okay cool 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 but were you in avoidance mode <laughs> of like yeah. actually processing what was going on maybe well I that is because um, I, I did that for about a month because I had some songs sitting around that were half recorded and I was like ah fuck it I'm yeah. gonna finish these and then put them out at the beginning of May and then just was like in a horrible state for several months after because it's just sitting around it's like, I don't know what to do what now. do I do yeah. with this like, thing <laughs> it went definitely in waves for me where like I would be working on music and pretty productive for a while and then like there was one point that i played this batman video game for like 14 hours straight (laughs) (laughs) so it was like you know all the highs and lows of yeah yeah having free time but it was cool because we just kind of got to do what we wanted to do in the first place which is like be able to write and not have to worry about too much other um bullshit yeah just like <laughs> commitments yeah yeah so 
if you're kind of like, I guess, starting writing a little bit before the pandemic, but when did you guys actually kind of wrap up and start uh, thinking about going into record stuff? Too early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we a always set our dates a little early so that we have to be quicker about it because yeah. otherwise we just won't finish. And But when was that? That was, it was October 2020 when we did our first, like, I think it was eight or nine days in the studio. Yeah, uh, yeah. We traveled to Memram Cook, which is like just over two hours away from where we live. It's like a really small Acadian village um, gotcha. near the Fundy Coast. And yeah, we we recorded then and then we didn't have some of the songs done. Another classic motherhood tale. <laughs> um, so then we went back in like January of that year. Yeah. Um, well, of the next year, I guess. That's yeah. How time works. It took a couple tries because there'd be like Moncton, or like the play, Memram Cook would go into like a red lockdown. zone or orange zone lockdown. or whatever. And then like yeah. we'd be in lockdown. So we had. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know. I, I know, yeah, with Dear Bongo, I had talked to you all about Hallway coming out of the sessions, like basically deciding to write another song mm-hmm. in the process of recording it. Yeah. Did any kind of big changes come about in those sessions or kind uh, of once you went in, had stuff pretty locked in? Well, we recorded all analog, so it was direct to tape. Oh, okay. So like we had very little freedom to mess around with the songs, which was another blessing for us. Cause gotcha. Great certain motivational points, tool. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we have 16 tracks, so what do you want to do with them? You know, half of them are already taken up with drums and vocals, so what are you going to do now? Like right. that, that was, it was our first time doing a full-length analog. Yeah. And um, I think it was a really good tool for us because mm-hmm. it didn't allow us to keep second guessing things right yeah. like with your bongo you know every tiny little thing we're like oh can you just like tweak that or like just cut that tail by half a second you know like really trying to dig in too deep and and with winded it was like you necessarily have to let go of that sort of control element yeah yeah so yeah. you have to have a lot more self-control to be recording on a computer because you can just do anything you, just you want yeah, <laughs> yeah. have a million tracks on your song or yep. 16 that's it that's yeah. all you get uh did y'all actually then like send like a reel of two inch tape to greg to matt or to mix or no, no it got okay uh the guy that we recorded with mike trask does mix on tape like if he's mixing a project, he'll just do it on the board. Yeah, yeah. Um, we but just went and this... recorded some new songs with him a few weeks ago, actually, and we're mixing it analog with oh, him. Yeah, so cool. we walk out of there with a full song that we can't mess with because it's just what was mixed on the board. Gotcha. Yeah. But he also has this like some sort of old thing that transfers tape files into digital files. Gotcha. Like super big, like DSD or DSP files or something that are gotcha. Like, yeah, I think DSD. Yeah, they're just giant files. <laughs> okay, you got new stuff coming? Yeah, we went to Trask's place, and uh, he's got a new location in Memram Cook. Sounds great. Looks cool. Yeah. There's a big bug, though, a really big, scary bug. Oh, yeah, we bug. Saw, hung out with this big bug for a while. <laughs> I hate that bug. Yeah, Mike's living his best life. Like, Except he's he's bug. got this, like, new studio in full swing. Like, he's doing records there already. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were, like, some of the first musicians to be in there and, and do some recording. And awesome. then I think yeah. afterward, he did, like, a full length. But in his, like, spare time, he just, like, goes out into his, like, sprawling yard and gardens yeah, all day. Yeah, like, giant garden. Yeah. His yeah, partner, yeah. Julian. 
he's really living that life that we're talking about, like successful, simple life where you're just doing the things yeah. that matter to you. His garden, his beautiful partner, his studio. Yeah. Just living that straight and narrow. It's beautiful. That like exact life is just the dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Yeah. Come so on, it's Anthony Brunswick. Best, yeah. <laughs> it's like the best place to roll in on, right? Because you you go there and you're immediately like at ease. There's no yeah, there's yeah. no parking. There's no like, you know Yeah, yeah. There's no urgency to it. It's just you know you, you know, you know that within a span of days that you have a job to do and then you get on it and um in the meantime, you can just like go out in the sun and yeah, yeah. you know, kind of forest bathe a little bit if you want. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> we don't know what this bear. is going to turn into. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we did one and a half songs when we were there, and we're just gonna we're just picking away. But the beauty yeah. of like this period of time was, you know, when we put a record out, like when we put Dear Bongo out, then we toured it for two years and yeah, yeah. had no time to write a record. So then this right. the pandemic break allowed us to write a record have the time to put it out properly and then be able to work on new stuff. So yeah, we're not like constantly one. trying to play, play catch up or write, write new songs in between tours, which is like a stressful way to make music. Yeah. So it's been nice to have this little like catch up session. Yeah. I mean, I know I've talked to a couple people in the last few days just about like, you know, uh, as a, a, a touring musician, you're expected to kind of do like six jobs where it's like, you're kind of a publicist and yeah. you're a songwriter and you're also hopefully technically good at your instrument <laughs> and also uh if you understand t-shirt design or like yeah. how to run a retail store yeah those no are good skills you could do <laughs> like but uh yeah no I'm, I'm 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 glad you're getting caught up yeah this is the first time we've ever been like a little ahead so it's pretty exciting yeah yeah but we gotta you gotta get in there and get it done to we keep. gotta maintain that lead yeah <laughs> well uh right at the end of things here normally uh feature a track from uh, the new record, what what would you guys be excited to play at the end of this? Hmm. What's one that's not a single? Crawley. Let's, yeah, Crawley. I'm gonna say Crawley two. Crawley two. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Crawley let's two go sounds for it. good too. Uh, what what's well, if the, you guys both say Crawley, I'll both. Say Crawley. Well, <laughs> do them both. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'll play I got them a both. message from yeah. both of my brothers this morning saying like Crawley two is a banger, bud. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you're like, thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. <laughs> What, what what connects the, I mean, obviously there's some lyrical stuff that connects both pieces of, of I mean, I'm going to call it the song, but mm -hmm. there's some stuff that connects both of them. Um, do you think about like writing sequels to songs in that way or writing like connective tissue? Yeah. We do, but it... <sighs> we don't ever mean to, but sometimes we just can't decide how, what needs to be in one song. And we try and put it all in one song and then it feels like it's not quite right. So, but still, I don't know. It's like the writing process. Sometimes the songs get like smushed together and we're like, yeah, can right. they all be one? Well, and then yeah. they can't. So like we got to a point two. with Crawley one. This is probably what happened. I'm kind of making this up, but I imagine <laughs> we got to a point where like we were trying to add another part and then the part that we wanted to add was the riff from Crawley two. Right. And then yeah, we're yeah. like, well, that's kind of like different. So like, why don't we just split it there and, then it's not as yeah we tend to do it a lot too many different parts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i don't it's know kinda, yeah. we always like because we write in fragments so it's like a patchwork and then you can pull things and put them all into one song mm -hmm. but then sometimes it's like oh i want this to be another thing too like it, it can live in a different key or a different tempo or a different you know overall vibe so 
oftentimes we have part twos or like continuations of songs because we just can't decide what the best iteration of it is. So it gets to come back in another form. Gotcha. Well, that's, I think, a good place to leave it. We're going to play both of them. We're going to do Crawley 1 and Crawley 2. The new motherhood record. Try to figure out why they're together. (laughs) (laughs) And if you figure it out, let us know. Uh, Yeah, thank you all so much. It's been a real pleasure talking. You are for real, like, favorite band in Canada. So it's it's always nice to catch up. Yeah, likewise. We'll see you at round four. Yeah. In three years? We'll be back.
got nothing on my mind. Inside the Artist Studio is produced by Sean Davis Newton for the Cups and Cakes Network. The featured tracks Crawley 1 and Crawley 2 were played with permission from Motherhood. Thanks to Laundry Week for the use of their song Nothing on My Mind from the Grimpy EP as our intro and outro music. Inside the Artist Studio is one of the many ways the Cups and Cakes Network highlights Canadian music. Visit our website, cupsandcakespod.com, to browse our audio, video, and written content. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.